Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to creative people about how they do it and how they stay sane. And today I'm talking to Dudley Bean. He is one of the stars and the executive producer of the new comedy First Period, which is hilarious, campy, funny, 80s, awesome. I want it to become a cult classic. Uh, but before we get to Dudley, I uh, want to remind you all to go to DennisAnyone.net. There's fun stuff to do there. You can see pictures of things that go with the podcast. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can, um, there's sometimes I do blog posts. And uh, you can kick in a little money to the tip jar if you want. And I want to thank Tim Johnson for uh, kicking in a little. Uh, I really appreciate it. It helps me keep the podcast free and uh, just cover little expenses. And it, it means a lot. So, if you feel like it, that's all at DennisAnyone.net. And now on to Dudley Bean. He's hilarious in this movie. Um, it's like the he plays one of two like high school girls. And they just play like girls through the whole movie. Kind of like Girls Will Be Girls, where they it's not it's a drag, but they're not they're just playing girls. So anyway, we'll let him explain it to you. Enjoy Dudley Bean. All right, I am here in the North Hollywood home of Dudley Bean. <laughs> uh, my just- Dennis Anyone guest for today. And you are one of the co-stars and the executive producer of the new movie that's just out on DVD called First Period. Yes. Congratulations. Thank first you. First of all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's yeah. it like to hold a DVD in your hands? It, it, you know, it makes it real. Right? You can see that there's actually a barcode it's on the back. It's not a download. It's not a stream. The it's Library like a of thing. Congress knows my name. Really? It has. No, well, I mean, it's just, it's just that it's a real thing. It is a real and, thing. And seeing the art actually look good, it's yeah. been through. It, it, it is something that's kind of amazing that, that, that you realize, yes, there is a tangible piece of evidence that then, we made a movie. And in all of the digital revolution where yeah. everything's streamed and downloaded, there is something about... Holding something in your hand, like a book or oh. a, anything. And when I got it, just going through the menus and going, yeah. oh, look, you can turn on commentary or off. Right. Oh, you can go to this and scroll down and just... Uh, it's thrilling. It is thrilling. It yeah. is thrilling in a way that, that when it was just a quick time on my computer, right. wasn't the same. Right. Yeah. Now, um, what was the beginning stages of the movie? Where did it sort of start from? It, um, the... My roommate at the time, Charlie Vaughn, had made a bunch of sort of gay lesbian movies and uh, some had even shot in this house that we're in right now. Right on. What's been shot in this house? Uh, a movie called Vampire Boys. Okay. A movie called Casting Couch. Okay. A uh, lesbian movie called uh, Heterosexual Jill. So I, I know love three, Heterosexual Jill. That, well, you are sitting in the that. dining room right now that they have their meal. I saw that at the Long Beach Gay Film Festival. There you my go. friend Glenn knew uh, the star of it. And I yes. was like, I Michelle. love this movie. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's and great. so, and so, yes, this house has been as well as first period. Yeah. And, and I'd seen that and I sort of flippantly said, hey, Charlie, let's make a movie. Right. And he said, uh, you got money? And I said, I think you can get some. And okay. he said, pick a date and work backwards. And so, wow. The, so you said, we're going to start shooting on this day. I, I had to find out when I could get off from work. Right. And I could only get off two weeks. So that was our, that and was our schedule. Backwards. And we worked backwards. And my friend, Brandon Alexander. Who is your co-star He's my movie. co-star. He plays Cassie. Right. Uh, he'd written this short called Becoming a Woman. Okay. That was sort of, it was, it, it was very over the top, even, even more so than this film. My character had a disease and was dying throughout it. Right. His character was constantly, you know, sort of, a, you know, basically attacking boys and stuff like that. And I said, I, I like these two characters. Can we make it into a full-length feature? 
And I think he had about a month to do it. It was probably the tightest. I not recommended very short right. schedule to get it ready. Now, when did you when did you have that conversation with Charlie relative to when you started? Three months um, before, five months before, oh, six no, no, months no. before. I, I'm going to say probably two months maximum. Wow! Before we started, but you know what? You did it you exactly, existed. exactly. And, and I think maybe the momentum of you couldn't doubt yourself. There right. was never a moment of and and it became our fixation. Okay, we got to get locations. We got to get this right. and. If we couldn't get it, you had to move on to plan B. Yeah. So in a certain way, you weren't pining away for that answer. Oh, if we give him another week, this might happen. Right, exactly. Yeah. I know Julia Roberts is going to say yes. We just Exactly. Have to we just got to wait. As soon as she's done with you know this yeah. project here. So tell us about the plot of it. I've seen the movie, okay. but explain it. It's, yes. a, it's a homage to some of my favorite high school movies, yes. and it's got its own twisted Well, I'm sure everyone in America has seen it, but I'll go over yeah. it for you. Um, uh, so basically, our goal was to make a flat-out funny comedy that would would play to a gay audience but maybe wasn't necessarily about a, a gay man in love as, right. as somebody seemed to be we wanted right. something and so uh we wanted to homage john hughes movies in a really twisted way so right. imagine cassie is a new girl in the 80s moving to a new town she arrives at school she's destined to be popular she wants to throw this big sweet 16 blowout and immediately meets the popular group and finds out that they dislike her they think right. she's new they think she's too big too wild too crazy and she's sort of cut off from the beginning right and in desperation she befriends my character maggie who is the most awkward girl at school right and i am a rough looking gal but she believes in Cassie, and Cassie right. believes in Maggie because that's all they've got. And so they and their just, goal is to become popular. Their, their goal is to become popular any way they possibly can. Right. And uh, it comes up that there is a big talent contest, and she's sure if she can just win this, she can become popular and throw an amazing sw- sweet 16. Right. And that launches us. Into, into the, the thing. You have some really fun cameo performers oh, in there. Yeah. Or they're scenes. They're full. Like, yeah, yeah. Cassandra Peterson. Talk about some oh. of them. Oh, that was amazing. Well, um, we, we got our dream cast. It's rare to think in this amount of time that you yeah. would get everybody you wanted. But we definitely wanted some sort of 80s icons. Right. And there's a character of the mother of Cassie. And we wanted Cassandra Peterson. Right. We, we were thinking of traditional moms that have played people like, you know, Edie McClurg is brilliant right. as a mom. Uh, from the, uh, All things like that. But... Uh, he sort of said, well, what about Cassandra Peterson, Elvira? I could right. see her doing it. And we foolishly, because no one told us this isn't how you do it, he, I think he said, what would Steven Spielberg do? Well, he'd call her agent. So we called her agent, sent a script, and it's one of those lucky things that she really liked the script and got back to us. Wow. And, uh, and the funny thing is she... Uh, she called up and she said, oh, uh, have you cast my daughter yet? Because I know this girl. Right. She's so talented. And then uh, poor Charlie had to say, well, wow. it's actually being played by the guy who wrote it. Wow. And he said there was a long pause. And then she said, that's brilliant. Yeah. And, and then we knew she was Perfect. up for the camp. But that's we, great. Judy Tenuta, uh, who I watched as a kid and right. loved. Uh, Jack Plotnick, Diane Louise Salinger, who from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Right, of course. Uh, Simone. Um, and then as well as Rebecca Cochin from all the Eating Out movies. Of course. And then, she's amazing. Uh, Devin Green from uh, the Brendan Dixon videos and Welcome to My Home. She does she's a awesome. little vocal cameo in there. Nice. Yeah. So how many days to shoot? Shot it in 10 days. Holy smoke. Which is... 10 days. Yeah, which is unheard of. 
Now, do you, do, have you talked about the budget? Is that something that you've talked about? I, I'm publicly? keeping that a little under okay. wraps, but it, it was it was what you'd call, uh, I think, a dental floss budget. It was so, not even a shoestring. Oh no, not at all, yeah. not at all. But um, it, it being ten days uh, in a certain way was good because you had to be confident and you had you had two takes at most, right? Because we were burning through pages every day. And there's a big like fight scene in the middle. Oh like, yeah, there's some serious like. Oh, what was the most ambitious thing you guys tried to do? The, the fight? fight. The fight scene was pretty intense. We there were, were doubles, right? No, was- no, I did backflips. All yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There. Um, we lucked out, and Brandon had a friend that was a stunt coordinator. Okay. And he had another friend, um, and that guy was sort of short. The other guy was kind of tall. He's now a model, so I get to look at him and go, "Yeah, he's he's yeah. my stunt double." That's my but, stunt double. Um, yeah, we got out there, and it was I'd never done. Uh, fight stunt scene before right. and what they did because we only had one copy of my clothes because they were all vintage right we put them on him they did the fight scene in 100 degree weather right then they put it on me covered in his sweat to switch out with one of them right then we put it back on him again to finish it and by the end, you could wring out the tits. They were just so... It's either... That's really disgusting or kind of sexy. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. At the Eagle, yeah. you know, you'd stand in line for that. But, um, <laughs> but it was... The, 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 only, the only reason I say that is because now I know he's a model. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, model, he was I'd, hot. Yeah. I'd, be I'd drink his bath love. Yeah. yeah. And you probably did. And I probably did. Yes. That's so crazy. Oh, he tasted like old leather-bound books and manly things. Now, old Spice. Oh, yum. Yeah. I've talked to people that have done dragon movies or yeah. played female characters. Characters and sometimes they're disappointed. They're like, "Oh, I thought I would be prettier," or "I thought I would look like." Was there much going into like, "Oh, I thought"? You why know, do I? Or, or I, did you like the way you look? Talk well, about your look. It was it was very right for the movie. Um, I'd done drag before, so right. I, I tried to be pretty before. Right. But I knew that this was sort of a. Uh, <laughs> she was not a beauty queen. She was right. not supposed to be. Right. So they actually went for very natural makeup on me, but it was so hot, and I have such a thick beard. It would start flaking off like plaster right. as the day went on. Would you have to but, shave midday or anything? Yeah, like that? yeah. About halfway through the day, I'd shave, and they wouldn't even take off the makeup. Just shave through the makeup, put more on, right. like patching, you know, a tenement. But um, there's a scene in it where I look very corpse-like. I, I am not a pretty girl, but that's okay. Right. That's okay. Yes. What were, what's a happy accident that happened when you're making it? Like, oh, um, we weren't. We got kicked out of this place, but this place worked out better, or. There's a siren in the movie. It works perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that was just uh, shoot a perfect happy accident for it. Um, I may have to get back to you on no that. No worries. One. Yeah. Nothing comes to mind. That's cool. But we did have plenty of regular yeah. accidents. We almost got kicked off of. Just I was going to ask you place. the biggest disaster. Oh well, um, we we shot at a bunch of church schools because right. they were the only ones who'd actually. <laughs> that's the odd thing is that in California they know what a movie should be paying for a school. So, so we did better with church schools, but, uh, a, you know, elementary school teacher asked us to leave and we had to prove that we should be there. One got a call that there were transvestites in the lobby. And, um, <laughs> that yeah, may be the title yeah, exactly. of this podcast. Transvestites in the lobby. Yeah. And when we were shooting here, uh, and there were, yeah, there were, there, were. <laughs> there wasn't a false call. Well, it, Charlie said it, very smartly that if somebody asked him what it was about, he was going to say it was like a 21 jump street type thing where they were, were cops, undercover, undercover. Right. Exactly. No, nah, nothing with gays. Yeah. Um, but we had a cop actually come to our house when we were shooting here and we thought he was going to shoot us down, shut us down. Cause he said, you know, I want to talk to the producer. But, uh, when Charlie came out, the guy just said, uh, keep the noise down. 
Yeah. So, pretty cool cops. Yeah. You know? Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, because when you only have 10 <laughs> Interesting days. Interesting choice of words there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, when you have 10 days, that would have pretty much wrecked a, a large portion of the movie. The first day I ever directed anything, it yeah. was the first short film I directed. We were shooting at Casita del Campo. Mm-hmm. I'd never directed before. It was things were going pretty good. About halfway through the day, we almost got kicked out of the location because one of the producers kind of got into it with the owner of the restaurant about uh, lunch, yeah. and it was a miscommunication, whatever. But I'm like, oh, please don't, get, exactly. please don't kick us out. I'd like yeah. throw a credit card at them, and I'm like trying to direct. <laughs> like that's what happens. Oh yeah, and, and because it was such a small thing, you know, yeah. we didn't have a line producer wa- or, or yeah. not, what do you call it, assistant director waiting to to deal with matters yeah. like that. Nothing. It was it was us. Yeah. What do you know now that if you'd known, you wish you'd known when you started? Um, th- I wish I knew a lot more about producing. Right. Um, I, I wish I'd laid out um, I, everything, you know, expectations, everything like this, everything I wanted from everybody, right. so that there was sort of this dialogue going on in, in the first hand to be a little bit better businessman, both in the beginning and in the end. Right. Um, but because uh, that's my aspect of it. But uh, as far as, you know, Charlie's the director said, <laughs> said basically, once we start shooting, I'm in charge. Just trust me. Right. And, and I did. And that went out great. So. Yeah. Right. Well, what's is there a favorite scene that you had that was the most fun to do? Um, the the rapping scene. My my character uh, <laughs> is finds out she's a rap star. Of course. And goes like you do in the 80s. Like you do. And just goes a little too far. And and some of the lines are pretty raw. And we were doing this in an elementary school at a church. So I remember we were basically lip syncing to a very soft playback of it. Right. That, that I love the car date and the pregnancy test. I'll just call it the pregnancy test scene. Sure. Which was the last one we shot that almost got cut. And that was the one I fought for. And uh, I think it's You our- said we have to have the scene? What, yeah. Is it, there was, were you just running out of time? It was, and money well, and Charlie's just- later admitted he thought it may be a little too much. It's, right. it's our something about Mary here. Gross job. out moment. Gross okay. out moment. Yeah. And he thought it might be a little too much. He's grown to love it since. Right. But, um, yeah, it was just a long, long day. And he basically said, uh, if we can shoot it in 30 minutes, we can do it. Okay. And so... Uh, I was running around my house. There you go. Yeah, in a dress, getting it together. So you, so you shot a lot of it here? Oh, yes. Yeah, pretty yeah. much uh, Cassie's room, Cassie's home, everything like yeah. that. Uh, I, I just learned how to redecorate things and, and, and go. Yeah. So you finish it and you go right back to work. Are you exhausted? Yes. Um, you, know, you know, I was probably invigorated, yeah. at least from that. Because there's nothing like doing something you want to do. That right. makes doing something you have to do a little more tolerable. Right. So I that think makes it was sense. that feeling. Now, it's been a while since I've seen it, but there's love interests. Yes. You make, you make out, right? I do not make it, okay. We don't get to make out with anybody. Oh. Okay. Two, two other very hot people make out in the movie. Yeah. And afterwards, we're both kicking ourselves for not writing a scene. I know. That, Come on. Exactly. Yeah. I, I do find a love interest. This, right. this very handsome uh, guy named Adrian Burks. Okay. Who was later in, uh, he's gone on to be in Whiplash. All right. And so I was like, ah, there's my That's boyfriend. Right. Yeah. yeah. Your boyfriend's in Whiplash. Yes. That's good. And. Uh, he, uh, he he constantly was teasing me through it. He uh, well, let's just say he was wearing boxers in the end of the movie, and uh, stuff was happening. Really? You know, on, not with me like that, but I, I kind of had to tough to knock it off, or the illusion would be shattered in the next scene. So, um, but just very flirty, very fun. Really? I don't. I'm so. I'm trying to get a visual. That's um, uh, he was he was packing and I dancing. See. Yeah. 
So. I see. I see. Okay, yeah. nice. Is yes. it in? Would we, would we see it if we watch the movie? Maybe you like, check for it in the background. Yeah. That's that's an Easter egg. Yeah, uh, that, that's exactly. a damn good Easter egg. A couple of Easter eggs. That's perhaps. actually a few of them. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the guys I found out later is Lance Bass's husband. Yes. Michael Turchin is in the movie. Yeah. When we he's hired, terrific. Oh, he's great. Um, we did. We had no idea of this. Right. He was just this really handsome guy who it, it's hard to play dumb. Yeah. And not come across as as really acting it. Right. And he was able to do it and was very sweet and certainly had the look. He reminds me of um, the guy from 16 Candles that she's... Jake Ryan. Jake. Yeah, yeah he's got that completely. Jake? You know Jake. Jake? Yeah, Jake Ryan. He's my man. Exactly. Well, yeah. so, you know, and we were sort of doling out information in bits and pieces about... Because he knew he he would have to be okay with gay themes. Right. And um, we said, by the way, the girls are going to be... The, you know, the ones that were in the room yeah. and here's the script and like that. And we were kind of going, oh, I wonder if he's going to be okay. So when people came in to audition, they didn't quite know. They didn't know we were going to be. They knew the, the story. They didn't know the girls were going to be guys. Right. Yeah. But um, I remember we, looked, we were like, oh, I wonder if Michael's going to be okay with this. Right. And somebody looked up online and there he is hugging Lance Bass right. on a jet ski. And it was like, ah, oh, I think, I think, I think it'll good. be fine. Yeah. Go, did you go to the wedding? No. No, I yeah. did not. I think Brandon did. And okay, he said it was quite lovely. I'm sure it was. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah, I bet it was. Um, I know my friend Bob works with Lance. And, yes. Um, they were very, all very excited he, he, about Brandon the wedding. Brandon used to do a radio show with him. Bob Merritt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. okay. Full circle moment. Exactly. All right. Move to Hollywood, folks. I know. It's all happens here. Um, let me see what else I want to... Oh, are there DVD features? Yes. Yes. Was that fun to put together? It was actually awesome doing a director's commentary or, or cast commentary. Did you get um, liquored up first? No, we didn't. That probably yeah. would have been a lot. Actually, now that I think about it, I had a couple of drinks. I don't think they did. Okay. And so I definitely talked the most. Right. But uh, we did that. There's a, a very cool featurette, about a 16-minute thing that we yeah. sort of cut together with interviews from different people. And there are a couple deleted scenes, some stuff with the Cassandra and Diane. Right. And a song that never made it to the movie. A song? Yes. A deleted song? A deleted song. Who called, sings it? Uh, my friend Elizabeth Stockton, but it was originally going to be during the pool scene, and it's called Pool Party Break, okay. and it's just a bunch of poo double entendres. Yeah. Did Meeting you watch, a big you splash Amy, after school. Did you watch, did you watch Amy uh, Schumer? Yes, yeah, the thing, you, Milk Lemonade. Yes, and this yes. is where the poo comes out. Exactly. I was, like, on the floor. It's the just season yeah. premiere of Amy Schumer, and it's, she's doing, it like, one of those Anaconda videos. Yeah, but, she has all the girls in the little yellow pants yes. doing it. Well, this one was supposed to be our sort of take on a beachy... Uh, B-52s, but it's something like, right. I need to take a poo ooh, 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 party break. And so it's just all terrible I, things about, I've got something within me i got to let yeah, out. And, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And it got cut. Yes. It breaks my heart a little bit. Y- you know, it's, it's, uh, my dream would be to go to Atlanta and see a drag queen doing that Do song that. on stage. Yeah. yeah now, there be. are other songs in the movie, though. Yes, and yes. You, did you write the songs? Or I, I wrote the, the theme song, the end song, all the rapping and things like that um, with a guy named Ryan Broders. And then we had an amazing guy named uh, Matthew Carrier who scored the movie. Right. And basically what we did is we just went through the, – the movie is loosely set in 1989. Right. So we looked for songs around that period and sort of cut the movie with our dream songs and then just said, hey – can you write things that have this feeling? Right. And, you know, it's amazing. Certain so you did, a, you did a cut with, like, yeah, songs exactly. from the with, era. you know, things like uh, Love and Rockets and Tracy right. Chapman and all these sort of, like, late 80s stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, it was, and he mimicked it brilliantly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I had a thought of Ch- Tracy Chapman the other day. I was in yoga class. Were you riding a fast car? No, I Nothing. wasn't. I was. They were doing, and you can say, baby, baby, can I hold? They were playing that in my yeah. yoga class. And I had this thought of, like, I hope she's okay. I hope she's got money. I hope I, she's set. It, like, because we didn't hear from her again. And, yeah. you know, the economy's not that easy. I'd like to think that she has, like, a lesbian landscaping company Some, or something like that. I just like wanted that. to be okay. Yes. I want yeah. her to be okay. Nice voice, by the way. I believe yeah. you have a CD as well. I do. It's a few years old, but you can hold it in your hand. Yeah, exactly. So um, you know this feeling. This I do know this feeling, feeling of holding yes. things in your hand. Um, I think you exhibit such goodwill to people, and I think mm-hmm. that if somebody was going to try to throw a movie together in two months, you have you're somebody that like you're always supportive to other people, and you could get people around you based on, I don't know, the, just the way you are. I just well, want to say that. that. That's very kind. I, I, I was very fortunate. Charlie... You have a generous a spirit. So uh, I think people you. are like, okay, I'll, 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 I trust Dudley. Yeah. I'm going to rally. It's, it's funny. We had sort of crowd scenes and right. stuff like that. And um, we had a good amount, but there, there were, uh, it's, it's always hard to get. It's hard, hard to get when you actress. have a thing and you're trying yeah. to create And I was like, scene. I'm just throwing a pool party. Everybody yeah. come. Yeah. Um, but after people saw it, I, I know a lot of people said, your next one, right. just name it. And so, so that's lovely to hear. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. Now, what was it? How do you feel about the performing of it? Did you feel like you were able to focus on your performance or were you always thinking, okay, shit, lunch is going to come. And were you able to sort of like just, just act when it was time to act. Um, in, in the moment you sort of get that tunnel vision and you just are thinking about it. But as soon as cut, I was yeah. thinking about got to do this, got to do that, whatever. Um, but it may have been a gift cause you couldn't question yourself and you, you didn't really have time for nerves right. cause you were onto the next thing so fast. So yeah, it was yeah. just such a whirlwind you had to be in the moment. Yeah. And yeah. we lucked out with all, all the, the kids in the movie that the yeah. sort of not names that, that just had it nailed down. What was it like to cast people to be an actor on the other side of the table oh. and people are auditioning? It, it is great. I recommend it highly if it's you're an actor. It's interesting, right? Yeah, it, it completely is. And, and it does help you understand why. We had several people that did great performances, but they weren't Dirk. They weren't right. uh, Heather. And the hardest one to find was Heather, who is sort of, she's very much Kim Walker from Heather's. Right. Blonde, in charge. Um, and we went through so many people and we actually ended up having, we did two casting sessions and then did just one for Heather here at my house, which sounds really shady. And right. thank you girls for being brave enough to come in. Right. But, um, finding somebody who could play effortlessly in charge, right. it's almost something you have to have. And you'd see girls doing a great job of really working it and trying to prove it. And you just go, I'm, you're, you're not. Yeah. You're and then not. sometimes somebody walks in and they're the person. Oh, yeah. Sometimes completely. Or and you or, think, or oh, please you. let them be able to act because they're Oh, the exactly. Act. Exactly. Yeah. And and the, the, the interesting thing, I'm six foot tall. Right. And so we had to, luckily we cast tall. We didn't necessarily intend for it. But when Lee, who plays Brett, who's sort of our rich James Spader and yeah. uh, pretty in pink type came in at six foot three, four, something like that. It was like, Oh, you're perfect. You're going to, you know, round this out. Great. Right. You, you know? need a tall, you need a tall, tall, see the blonde guy. Yeah. The blonde guy yeah, yeah, yeah. who who is cut straight from the eighties. Yeah. I mean, he's got the, the perfect wave to his hair. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. He's in a lot of the costume he had. So, yeah. 
Yeah, Cast is great. What's something of yours personal, like a, a prop or something that you stuck in the movie? Oh, it's like, a lot. The um, in Cassie's room, she has a bulletin board. Yeah, and it just so happened my mom had sent me. She had a filing cabinet with everything from you know certificates of attendance to report cards to bumper stickers like that, and she just happened to send it a week before we did it. So she I just took, happened to send it. She just she was like, "I'm clearing out the filing cabinet. It's your mess now." Wow, she didn't send it for the movies. No, no, not at all. Okay, but that was the biggest gift because. Um, what was in it? Oh, good God. You know, I, even like art projects, drawings of like yeah. cats and stuff. From, right. Um, but the, the, I decorated Cassie's room and then a friend of mine, uh, Mike Laurie said, it doesn't look like anybody lives here. It looks like it's set dressed. Right. It doesn't look like somebody lives here. So I just took that stuff, started pinning it, dropping it on the floor everywhere. Yeah. And suddenly it was, okay, this is what a real nice. girl's room was like. What was it like when you started taking it out to festivals? Was there a moment where they all, that you could always count on them, like, like okay, they're going to yeah. love this part. This one always works. We felt, uh, well, that was one great thing. In, in, in the movie, there, it does take you a minute to get this world. Because even though Brandon and I are clearly man, men, we're playing women and we don't acknowledge it. We just are teenage right. girls. Right. And so there's a moment that the audience is kind of waiting for the shoe drop, you know, to find yeah. out or something. Um, and just about the scene where Tara Carson is in it, the counselor scene, which She's is this, genius. Oh, Tara. Reaction. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, I, I, God, she's so good at it. Yeah. And, um, that's the scene and it's a real fast paced comedy scene. Yeah. And that's when the audience sort of settles in and gets, okay, th- this is this world. It's a little absurd. Right. And I'm going to go for it. I and saw it, I believe, in Long Beach. Yes, yes. Right. And I remember that scene, and I remember leaning over to my friend. I think it was Glenn, and I, that's mm-hmm. when I said, I'm in love with this movie. It was that scene. Oh, Something about the rhythm of them together. And yeah, yeah. The contrast. They were so great. It's, it's the moment, I think, so much of the start of the movie is set up. Okay, right. you got to establish, this is, this is her world, this is her mom, these are the right. mean kids, this is her new friend. And then all of a sudden, we've got the premise, and we can just let the jokes go. And from that, it's from there, it's pretty rapid fire, you know, jokes onward. What's your favorite 80s movie? What's your favorite oh. teen movie, or favorite John Hughes movie? Probably Weird Science. Really? Yeah. I know that's not the the romantic type thing like yeah. that, but uh, that, that's where I end up being a boy. Yeah. But I thought... A horny you know, boy, though. A horny boy. You're just so Kelly, horny. Well, Kelly Lee Brock was so awesome. She I was think, I think half the time, beautiful. I didn't know if I wanted to be with her or wanted to be her. It was yeah. that kind of thing like wow. that. Wow. You know? I don't think oh. I've ever seen it all the way through. Oh, we'll watch it sometime. I, um, have you been to see For John Hughes at uh, Dear John Hughes at For the Record? No, no. It's so amazing. You I've, would love I've seen it. some of their other things, so yeah, I'm sure. It's great. It's running yeah. now. If you're in L.A., go see the For the Record series. It's yeah. so good. What's, what's your favorite 80s movie? Well, I love 16 Candles, yes. of course. But I watched Pretty in Pink not long ago at the, at the cemetery, and I was crying, and I couldn't believe how good it was. I couldn't believe how those long scenes of dialogue, yeah. and I couldn't... I was, like, in awe of what John Hughes did. In <laughs> awe of it. Because when you're young, you just think it's a teen movie, and you think it's pretty good, but you like it, but... I think, like, nobody does what he does. He was able to, better than anybody else, I'd say, write the voice of a teen as a mature person with real feelings. That yeah. needed to be appreciated. So many others, it's, it, you could sort of feel the hand of, oh, this is an adult writing the simplistic matters that a teen would have. Yeah. But he 
made everything very, very high stakes in that world. And Molly Ringwald's character in that movie is, I thought, so heroic. Yeah. Because she really stands up for what's right, and she's Mm -hmm. there for her father, and... Like, through all of it. She's got a lot of shit going on to deal with in her life. And she's rising to the occasion, and I just love that. I thought it was really great. Breakfast Club 2. When you think about... I just watched Breakfast Club recently at a screening. And And you just think about, you had pretty much they're on one set the whole time talking to be able to hold people's interest uh, and and get emotional. I feel for characters in there. Who was your biggest Brat Pack crush? I thought Andrew McCarthy in St. Almost Fire. Was my, I, I related to him maybe because yeah. he had that sort of murky sexuality or yeah. he, was blue, he wasn't Rob Lowe. I mean, I, he felt like you could maybe he would go for you. I, I you know, I wasn't You're quite. I wasn't quite out to yeah. myself enough. Yeah, but I think I remembered, and this is so sad. I think I remember thinking C. Thomas Howell yeah. was a handsome guy. He is a handsome. He's, guy. he's a pretty guy. He, is he had pretty. very pretty skin. Yeah. Is he still around? I, I'm sure. I don't I think, think he aged well. Something. Really? Well, excuse me, C. Yeah. Thomas, if you're watching. I'm yeah, sure you're very really, handsome. I'm sure he you're listens. prettier than me. But um, no. but yeah, um, I think the first, and I hate that. I, I think the first time I realized I might be gay, the saddest thing was. Do you remember the movie She Devil? Yeah, with Meryl Streep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Do hot you, guy running around. R. Martinez, or whatever. A. Martinez. Yeah, the that's pool boy. probably the first time I was kind of like, oh, it'd be nice to have a guy like that around my. You know, palatial state. I remember. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't remember that movie very well at all, but I yeah. remember the sexy guy. Exactly. For sure. Running yeah. around like no clothes on. Exactly. Lots, lots of, lots of, uh, you know, Arab yeah. pants and things yeah. like that. Now you make your living in a different part of the business. Yes. Um, tell us about I'm that. I'm a prostitute. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> I write uh, commercials for TV shows. For yes. promos. For, for promos. Yeah. That's and right. you've been doing that for quite a while. Um, yeah, for about 10 years now. Is there so. a campaign or, a, or something that you're particularly proud of? Because I, I got to visit yeah. your office and so many awards that your company's won. So yeah. I was like, wow, that's we, amazing. We did one for Star Trek uh, when they were re- releasing it. I'm not a Trekkie. Right. But we did this really fast For the talking. original Star Trek. For the original one. Yeah, okay. they, they remastered it and stuff like that. Okay. So we did this sort of micro-machines thing that we went through all the characters, and it was, it was you know, his first mate is, is, is Dr. Spock, not to be confused with the baby doctor, so like this, yeah. uh, Scotty Scotland, so-and-so, Uhura Foxy, and went through, and Bones, who like to re- like to remind you he's not a bricklayer doctor, but, yeah. you know, and just... It had these great graphics going through it and just sort of spelling out everything that's going on. Updating you on Star Trek in like 30 Yeah, exactly. Seconds. 30, yeah, 30 to 60 seconds right. to fill you in on who all the characters were right. in a really fun way. And we had vodka bottles popping up with Chekhov and, you know, a little ship captain's hat, love boat style for right. Sulu and things like that. How did the, the Star Trek community... Uh, appreciate it. They like they, they can be. They liked it a lot. They they really did. And yeah. in fact, um, uh, the people who produced it ended up finding more money to do this big ender on it, where you go into the you know they somehow animated where the camera could spin around inside right. the deck and pull out and everything like that. So it was great to have a spot that the the company themselves were as. As excited and geeked out by it. Right. They ended up doing more. Yeah, exactly. They want more. We love this. Let's do more. How does working in that field affect, like, your average TV watching or going to the movies? Are you always looking at the font? Are you always like, oh, that's what they did. Interesting. That's how they did that. Mm, I wouldn't have done that. Certain things I noticed. I can hear edits. 
really strong now. Like you if you hear watch, like a sound edit, or if something. you if you watch you know Project Runway or, yeah. or or RuPaul's Drag Race, you can really hear when they pulled up dialogue to make right. a moment. And you're very aware of editing that that clearly isn't the reaction to this. That clearly isn't this. This right. was manufactured for it. Oh, that's um, interesting. But as far as writing jokes, as as you are a joke yeah. writer as well, um, you you do get a little more critical. Just you sometimes, if you can think of a better joke just off the top of your head right in that moment, right? Sometimes you go, uh, wow, they yeah. could have done better. Yeah. All right. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. And you've worked with cool, like, have you worked with, like, personality? When you yes. do a promo for the Tyra show or whatever, do you work yeah. with Tyra? Or? I worked with Tyra firsthand. Wow. Yes. And uh, we'd go up there and we'd, we'd show her, you know, lines. We'd read the lines with her and everything like that. Wendy Williams as well. I hear and Wendy Williams is super cool. Oh, she is an absolute hoot. I mean, yeah. she gets excited. She likes her job. That's amazing to have somebody yeah. who's just excited about I've it. I've heard from people that yeah. work on her show that it's a happy place to work. It really That's is. Awesome. It really is. And yeah. the, the cool thing is she talks about things she's interested If she's not interested about it, she doesn't talk about it because she right. truly wants to be genuine. Right. That's her whole thing. Exactly. Was there a nightmare job? You don't have to talk about any specifics. Um, yeah, I've had my, I've had my jokes called stupid by somebody that I thought was really unfunny right. on the air. Um, so so things like that, you just kind of go, oh. Yeah. I once got to write the Independent Spirit Awards. Oh, yeah. And um, that was cool, right? Yeah, like, it was completely. A big deal. It was indie, very, indie film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm writing the patter for the presenters. Yeah. And I was told in advance that James Woods, don't write anything for him. He's not going to do it. He's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. right? I'm like, fine. So we won't write anything for James Woods. So presenting the next award is James Woods. So he gets out there and he does this bit and it bombs. And he goes, he goes, don't blame me. I didn't write it. And so I love that I got blamed by somebody. It was like, <laughs> okay, I have written an award show now. Yes. Because I love when people at award shows go, diss the writer. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. But I, I got dissed for something I didn't even write. Yeah. I was told not to write for. Yeah. Just it an made, easy it excuse. It so perfect. Oh. Uh, it's there's, Yeah. If if there's a way for for you know to throw someone under the bus, it will be done. Yeah, yes. it was. Del- I was like, oh yeah, I, yes. I was so happy that happened. Well, who knows? Maybe people looked up your name afterwards. Right, and said, who, who wrote that who shitty wrote that? James yeah. Woods bit? All right, you pick some questions from the observation. Oh yes. Right? So let's see it. Let's hear. Um, it. Okay, uh, I got to mess them. I'll, I'll let okay. you look and see which one you want. Okay. Um, uh, the first one I have is we could do a lightning round too. Oh, that, what was okay. my worst audition? Yeah, it was uh, a commercial audition. For they were relaunching Nintendo system, and I walked into the room. They, they called five of us in, and he said, "This is a box full of clean bikini underwear. This is the dirty one. I want all of you to put on the clean bikini underwear and dance." And right about that time, this fat guy came in and just dropped one off and said, "I can't do this." And the premise, I guess, was supposed to be we were stripping at a nursing home. But like to try and make enough money to to buy this new system, but I remember just that is the, so like I feel so violated. It, it felt, like, I felt like you know like like uh, like that scene in Fame with Treasure Lee yes. Coco. Yeah. Oh my god! I had to show my normally, titties. Normally yeah. in something like that, like okay, that you have to take your shirt off, or you yeah, know in exactly. Advance. It's it's like you have to take your shirt off. I, I think they told us they did tell us something like. Wear, uh, you know, wear briefs if you own them. So I was sort of, but the idea that they would have literally, yes. you know, some thongs even like in that yeah. thing for to, for us to go try on. 
Did you? Where did they come it? from? Did you go through with it? No, I pr- uh, yeah, I did. I ended yeah. up, you know, yeah, because I was young and stupid, and yeah. I thought, oh, anything you want, <laughs> you know what? That dude yeah. just left. My chances yeah. just improved. Yeah. Wink your hole at us. Okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, Do I get the job? That's mortifying. Yeah. Fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm mad about that. All right. Um, I will never work for Nintendo. Uh, what does your family think of your success? Oh, well, the, and what you do? The strange. Well, the, I'll, the, I'll talk about the movie. Yeah. Um, I came out to my family about really late in life, right? About a year before the movie. Wow. And then um, we uh, we were in the Shreveport. I'm from Shreveport, the, the North Louisiana Film Festival held right. in the town. And uh, I told my parents I was going to do this, and they were okay. And then I got home, and there was a front page article in the newspaper saying, you know, gay film festival starring gay, you know, actor Dudley Bean yeah. wearing a dress. And so suddenly I was out to the entire town, which was probably the best pulling the Band-Aid off right. you could do. That's amazing. Yeah. So How, after Did you that, go there for the festival? Oh, yeah. And they, were, they couldn't have been what, more lovely. It was really? awesome. Was yeah. it cool? It, it was very cool. There is, you know... Was sh- there this moment of like, oh, you're glam... You're gay. We're not crazy about that, but you're glamorous. We got glamour, Trump gay. We sort of, you know, we got letters from people, from friends, or or calls of support saying, you know, uh, I I see that Dudley's doing this. I'm very proud of him. And whether or not they agreed with what it was, they saw that I had gone to California and was doing something. You were doing it. So so that was really, really interesting. I didn't come out to my family until my book was coming out. Oh. And so it was the same thing. Yeah. Like, shit, this thing's coming out and I got to do it. And I wrote a letter. And I remember because the publicity for the book was sort of starting. Yeah. And somebody, I, may, I think I gave an interview where I said I like Joey Lawrence. or I don't even know what. It was yeah. early, early on. And a friend of mine called me or emailed and said, you know, you got to you got to You got to tell him now. You got to do they, this. Yeah. I just read this thing. And yeah. so I wrote this, the letter to uh, my mother and my sister. My father had already passed away. Yeah. And I remember being angry that I had to do it. Not mm-hmm. angry at them, but just like, oh, here I am on the brink of the most, the biggest thing I've ever accomplished. Yeah. And I have to do this thing and run the risk of you're, hurting you're, these people that I love. You're now worried about the reaction of as course. opposed to reveling in the moment. Yes. Yeah. And yet I did it and it was all fine. And Have- and, and um, I remember my, I asked my, my mother never commented on it. She never said anything about it. But I asked my sister, and she goes, yeah, it's okay. She goes, it's fine. And Have they read it? The book? I don't know. I think so. Because my parents have not yet seen the movie. Interesting. I don't know if they've read it. Um, it's weird. I don't... I think maybe. I probably might... Probably. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's weird. But, you know, I... There's also, you know, I, I don't want to... I don't want them to see or, or, or maybe something they wouldn't get. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid with this movie, they just wouldn't get the comedy. It's just, you right. know, it, it definitely speaks to a camp audience and they're anything but. So, but what I do yeah. like is your movie's got heart and it's got a sweetness to it yeah. that I think would appeal to anybody. We, uh, at one of the film festivals, uh, they had actual, they had food. Yeah. And uh, so a film played before us and there was some uh, elderly woman that was there and eating her food. So she just stayed on through our film as well. Yeah. And afterwards, she said, you know, I didn't intend to see it, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. And so we called it the dirtiest movie your grandmother will love. So, I love it. That's a good quote. Take Mima out right. to see the girls. Yeah. She'll love them. What was your favorite film festival experience? Um, 
You know, uh, Shreveport was amazing just because it was my hometown. That must have been crazy. Yeah. F- Frameline was extremely sweet. They, yeah. they, they take care of you. Yeah. Um, and, and just to be part of that and everything like that. But it, the, the experiences all in all were amazing. Yeah. You know, just everybody is super supportive, super glad you're there. I can't yeah. imagine going home to Shreveport and announcing yeah. that movie and being up there and doing all of that and oh, that people from your hometown and all yeah. that stuff. Dude, people from high school show up. And- oh, teachers. Teachers yeah. from wow. high school and elementary school. And, and elementary school teachers sh- showed up. And at the time, I didn't even recognize her. I was like, oh. And she said, oh, it's me. But your parents didn't come to the movie. No, they did not. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't seen it yet. No. I, they, at the time, I think they said, you know, we're just not ready for it right now. Right. And, uh, and, and you know, there's that thing about... I, have you ever tried to watch 30 Rock with your parents? Right. And just, it, it, at least my experience yeah. was, they didn't get it. Right. And it almost felt like torture for something that you feel so passionate about. Yes, them not totally to get. get it. Sometimes maybe it's better yeah. not to. Do you have siblings? Do. No, I'm an only child. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So they, they've given up on grandkids. They've given up on unless, kids, But they have a DVD. They have a DVD. <laughs> Isn't that the same? You can cradle it in your arms. Oh, completely. Yeah, the DVD's There's a have, hole you can yeah, feed. The DVD's not going to get addicted to drugs or ask for exactly. money. Or get kicked out of school. Yeah. Or... You can send it to the biggest, you know, the best colleges. <laughs> you can send so it. Just you send can throw it. it over the fence. Exactly. Okay, here's another question. What did you get picked on for when you were a kid? Um, I was uh, I was always very skinny, and my last name's Bean. Oh, so I got a lot of, hey, you know, hey, Beanpole, right. which is so southern and, and yeah. trashy. And I'm nowhere near that small, but I remember going to a Walmart, and the person ahead of me, like, moved one step up, kicked their laundry detergent forward, and I hadn't followed right after it. And some, you know, fat hunter was like, hey, Slim, look alive. And I was just like, oh, great, still today. <laughs> Those fu- that fucker, I hate Yeah, it's, it's like... This, this was recently. Yes, this was like a two-foot step forward, but you know, just... But I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm Slim. Thank exactly. You. Thank That's you. the L.A. thing. Thank you. I'm at least buy, call me Slim. Buy me something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you have much of an accent growing up? Because you don't seem to have a super pronounced one now. No, I, I never did. I don't know why. But it's one of those things where if I'm drunk, yeah. it'll come back. How, and I, how will it sound if you're drunk? It, it sounds a little bit like this. A little bit of y'all in there. A little bit of y'all? Know, just not too terribly much. This is Shreveport, Louisiana. Sound What's it. the coolest thing about growing up in Shreveport, Louisiana? Um, if you... Well, you know, I grew up before the internet. Right. Like, uh, as, as you did as well. Right. So... I was lucky enough to find a group of people that were nerds and liked old movies and liked old TV. And because it wasn't such a big community, those of you who shared this really became a tight knit group. Right. So I think that's. that's Are you so close to them? Yeah, I am. I am. That's awesome. I am. How big is Shreveport? Big enough for a film festival. Big enough for a film festival. It's the third largest city in Louisiana. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. After Baton Rouge and and And, New Orleans. Orleans. Awesome. Where would you guys go, like, for party weekends? New Orleans? Oh, I didn't even... I was yeah. such a goody-goody. Yeah. I missed out on all this. People you were, were a clean team. People were having... I didn't have sex in high school. Yeah. People were, like, having crazy sex I and didn't. shit like that. I, uh, that's, no. I didn't And either. drinking. I was yeah. renting... Were you religious? Rocky Horror. I, I was raised Episcopalian, and right. I went to church more than my parents did. Right. But it's always been sort of a easygoing religion so yeah episcopalian exactly now especially but i I think it's common though for sometimes for gay kids to like i'm just gonna be the best boy i'm gonna oh oh, completely was that completely kind of what was going on for you a little i just wanted i wanted everyone to like me 
yeah. I think I had that kind of thing. So right. I wasn't necessarily the most studious, but I had to be the most funny and charming and get my teachers to like me and the students to like me and yeah. be on student council and all of that. I was, I was the, the, the Patty Simcox of school. Oh, yeah. I love Patty Simcox. Be the most, to say the least. Yeah, I love it. All right. What's your favorite bad movie? Oh, shoot. Oh. I even chose that, and now you chose this. I yeah, know it's I not know. spontaneous. She Devil, of course, is a great, horrible one. Xanadu is great, which I it's saw so with great. you. Yeah, um, I've seen it many times. You know, and and what gets the record company scenes in Xanadu yeah. get worse every time you see them. Oh yeah, and the, Olivia gets more beautiful every time you watch. She's it. her hair deserves oh, a, my God. many an award. I hate how many skirts turn out to be culottes. I'm like, what a lovely <laughs> skirt. And then she takes a step, and I'm like, oh, they're freaking pants. Yeah, that's I don't really find frustrating. Pants, I don't find pants pretty. They're not pretty. No. I hate just, how many skirts. Yeah, because it's like, this podcast. is a lovely skirt. That sucks. I, I just remember, <laughs> I also love, like, how she nails suspended in time in one take. One take. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. She does it all through no the cuts. whole thing of it. Yeah, and it's so beautiful, and nice. she's so into it. Oh. I also, uh, shock treatment. Yeah. I remember liking the music. It's it's the... It's the Rocky yeah, Horror yeah, sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Had that in the car. Do you have any scars or tattoos with stories? Um, Interesting. Yes. I don't have any tattoos. Right. But right here, if you look at my finger, That's on you your see thumb. that right there. There's a slice on his it's, thumb. It's on my... Uh, well, th- this is a uh, ring finger. Ring right. finger. Yeah, what happened? And I got it through a skeet shooting accident, which makes me sound real Southern. Holy um, shit. But yeah, you're supposed to, you know, the little clay pigeons that you're supposed to shoot. I used to do trap shooting on oh, yeah. cruise ships. Yeah. I used to have to run the tournaments. Yeah, so anyway. I, it was one that you had to hand yeah. cock, and I pulled it back and got my finger in the way, and it slammed forward. And ripped it open like bunny ears. Oh, my God. And that's probably... The end of your skeet shooting career? Yeah, I didn't need to do it after yeah, that. Yeah, I'm done. I'm but, done. And you ran to the ER bleeding? My my dad was there. And okay. so he freaked out and picked me up and yeah. drove like a madman around traffic. And, wow. Yeah, and so. it, it, but it's not, you know, no, it's yeah. still good. It's I'll never be a hand model, but yeah, aside well. for that. Where's the weirdest <laughs> place you've ever seen your own image? Um... Weirdest. We did a film festival in Amsterdam, and they did made you this. Go? I didn't go. Charlie went. I would have loved it. it. The amazing thing was the poster for it was some documentary of like I don't know. It looked almost Holocaust like thing. You know, all right. these poor things for and the poster for the film for festival. the poster for the film festival. Yeah, but it was it was a three first. So that was panel one. Panel two is the name of the film festival, and panel three was us sitting on a car and drag. Right. So it just seemed like what a what a journey there. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. There's something for everyone at this film festival. Exactly. Did yeah. you get it? You so laugh, you take a picture you'll cry. of it? Did yeah. you take a picture of it? Yeah. I, you have to send it to me and I'll po- post it with this okay. podcast. Because that's pretty funny. Yeah. That that's a big deal though when you oh, when they pick you they, for the poster. And they put it on freaking it was a huge poster. They actually put it on poles and things like wow. that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Polish people. And they love it. All right. What song makes you cry? Um, Starry, Starry Night by Don McLean. Holy shit. Which is whole, so, you know this song. Yeah, it's that Starry, it's, Starry Night. It's about it's Vincent Van Gogh, yeah. and it's so sappy and saccharine, and yeah, it still gets to me. What, what do you associate it with growing up or when hearing it? That, that was like, a, it, I remember yeah. when I would buy sheet music, that was always yeah. in there. I yeah. think it's got some something about, you know... Uh, about you know they they did, couldn't listen they don't know how they didn't know how maybe then they'll listen now and it's the total it's oh, the shit. total like you know let's I'll commit suicide we'll show them I wasn't that sad but I do remember everybody who 
was wanted to be heard, that idea of throw it in the abyss. Yeah, I'll, it, I'll show what, them. What makes you cry? Um, the Cinema Paradiso soundtrack. Okay. Uh, moves me very much. Because I always think yeah. of um, the final scene in the movie. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh, well, I don't want to give away the final scene because it's a wonderful But his surprise. wife kills her. Right. No, it's, well, yeah. yeah, so that soundtrack, that does it. Um, there was a song called Love Is Everything by Katie Lang yeah. that I associate with a break, a certain breakup. Okay. And I can listen to that and, and now I'm pretty immune to it because I've listened to it enough, but that that's one. Moulin Rouge, the scene, the elephant love me- melody when they oh. break into I Will Always Love You. But I think that was a, a visual audio overload. I was crying because it was so pretty. I, I, cry- just- I remember going to Moulin Rouge and I walked out and somebody's like, what did you think? And I said, well, I cried four times. <laughs> exactly. Like I counted it. Because he starts when he, even when your song, he goes, my gift yeah. is my, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Because up until then, I remember the first time I was thinking it was kind of frenetic. Yeah. I wanted to love it. I'm not sure if I love it. Well, yeah, I that's where the whole it. thing slows down. And you're like, oh, and it's yeah. rapturous. I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah. I need to. I want to make love in a giant elephant. I know. In front of some French hookers. All right. Losing your virginity, thumbs up or thumbs down. You picked um, it. Oh, it was with a girl. Wow. Yes. My girlfriend. Right on, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Okay. Exactly. And it it was thumbs up. Well, that's, that's all I knew at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's great. And a lot of people will say, you know, oh, well, then you're bi. No, I have a preference. And that right. is, is yeah. men. Newsflash yeah. America. Right. But um, she was amazing. I, I, I still compare people to our mental connection everything like that's that that's amazing and we were just figuring was it things after out. high school so it after fun. college it was in college okay it was i think i she'd come to visit me at my dorm room which is prime fucking time so right um, on yeah what song makes you think of her uh hit by the sugar cubes which was her song which has this line about like i was happy by myself i've been hit by you accidentally you seduced me and she used to say i made hearts shoot out of her eyeballs like in the, you know, all the little cartoons like yeah. that. So I'm waiting to do that to somebody again or have wow, them do that to me. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you still in touch with her? I am. She's married now. So okay. she sort of moved on. Sure. Yeah. And uh, we broke up because I sort of realized I was gay. So that Did was Did you have to have a traumatic with thing. her? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to, she, she actually helped me. I was trying to put it aside you know, she sort of made you to, face up to it. She made me face up to it. She knew something was different. Basically, I had a gay friend in school. Right. They tricked me into coming to sort of like the gay lesbian student council. And I was just kind of, oh, yeah, I like that. And a guy there was really nice and a really cool guy. And afterwards, my friend said, he'd like to go on a date with you. Would you ever think about that? Oh, no, no, no. I'm straight. But when... That difference between what you think gay guys are from movies or whatever yeah, right, right. things versus having dinner with a guy and going, yeah, I really like you, right? You know, so so you did, but you didn't go out with him. I didn't. I didn't. I tried to keep it on with my girlfriend. I had that same thing happen. I was. It was my. It was after I graduated high school. I was back in my hometown. I was working at Burger King for the summer. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that came in to work in that town. I won't say his name. Um, but he wasn't like from our town. He was like visiting, like he had relatives there or whatever. Yeah. And, um, one day during the summer, I was getting into my car to drive home and he just showed up at my car window with a rose. And I'm like, what's this for? And he goes, it's for you. And I'm like, why? And he's like, cause I want you to have it. And I was so, I wasn't, I hadn't 
figured it out yet for myself yet. It okay. wasn't like under the surface. It was buried deeper than that. Yeah. And I remember taking it home and like, what am I going to tell my mom about this rose? And I'm like, well, they were having a party up at the Elks Club and they brought these in for us. So I got, yeah. I got it for you, mom. I got it for yeah. you. And then he put an, I used to do crossword puzzles during my break at Burger yeah. King and I had a crossword puzzle dictionary in my locker and he put a note in there Aww. saying, you know, I really like you. I want to spend as much time with you as possible before I have to leave for the summer or whatever. And I wrote him back and I was like, you're, I think I said, you're a very nice guy, but I'm afraid I'm really not interested. And you know, he was cute. Like looking yeah. back, if I had been in a better place, mm-hmm. that could have been like some love yeah. had me a blind. Yeah. And I feel bad that I was, I feel bad that I, I don't know if I was really cruel to him, but I remember talking about it with friends and making yeah. fun of him a little bit. And I don't know if we ever did any, I hope we didn't do anything to him. Yeah. But I remember laughing and, you know, being yeah. kind of freaked can, out. Can you believe this guy? What a weirdo. Right? And the guy that I was doing that with was the gayest person I'd oh, ever met. Yeah, you were both, you were both, with a you know, covering up together. Oh, oh, Clearly God. we can laugh at them because we're so heterosexual. I know. My you know. hairdresser friend Tommy. What's was, on solid gold? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was so... Anyway, I'll watch it for the chicks. I know. Yeah, exactly. I, ugh, I, all of that stuff for gay people growing up is so regrettable uh, in, in a way. Like what we miss out on and what... Yeah. What we get, we're late to, and I don't know. And I, it looks like each generation coming forward is dealing with less of that, which is good. It is. But, you know, I kind of, I'm very happy I grew up when I did, to a certain degree. Because um, I wonder if I grew up and, and it was completely okay. I wouldn't have a sense of dirtiness or naughtiness. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Right. For it being sort of taboo for a while. Yeah. And uh, I remember going home and seeing a bunch of VHSs I recorded from TV. Right. And apparently I had been deluding myself for a long time because I had episodes of Ricky Lake and Geraldo when like Chippendales or, you know, I was a zero, now I'm a hero type thing. And Whenever come those out. shows had come Yeah, over. and there are fuchsia thongs and stuff like yeah. that. And so it was clear that I was yeah. sort of getting off on the naughtiness of this somehow. Yeah. And I would love to do, I would love to do some kind of like just short video of reenacting the, uh, the horrible, cause I still kind of think they're hot in a crazy way. What? The horrible, like feather back hair and bright, you know, turquoise thongs oh and stuff like that. Like an, a, a, and the little arm, the, the little ribbons tied on the arms and stuff like that. Like an aerobics video up. from that yes, era? Exactly. I fucking, Lose it to that. Yeah, yeah. So, there was this thing called dysrobics. Remember that? Which was like there was some. There was yeah. And, I saw recently there was yeah. like a uh, Chippendales like naked yeah. aerobics or something. Do you remember um, the Scott Madsen workout? Do you remember who he was? This is I'm no. a little older than you. He was like the Soloflex guy, and he was okay. really beautiful. And he yeah. was on the Soloflex. He was like a gymnast. I remember the Soloflex guy. Yeah, and then he had his own workout, and he yeah. kind of had a gay voice. I think he's probably gay. There was, I don't know whatever happened to him. I bought like a firm, I have the VHS of that. We'll, we'll watch it together yeah. sometime. And then we'll spend some time apart and then and we'll then, come back to yeah, it. And then we'll, yeah, yeah, and there were a lot of there was a lot of pelvic thrusts and yeah. you know, those Jane Fonda when you're on your back and then you thrust up. Yeah. Like the, that was always good. I got a firm abs video and it had this super hot uh, brunette guy on the front of it. Looked dumb as a post, but great chest. Right. Uh, shirtless. And uh, it turns out he only hosted the video. Yeah. So he'd say, hi, I'm Tony so-and-so. To start out this ab workout, you're going to want to be on your back, put your head in your hands, 
and get ready. And then it would cut to Sandal Bergman right. doing oh. like a workout routine. Talk about Wayne Gretzky's wife. Yeah, and then at the end of it, he'd just like pretend like he'd been doing the, the massage off stage and yeah. come back and go, good job. Yeah. So, yeah. That's not enough. No, we exactly. Want to see him in action. How hard is it for him to do yeah. those exercises? Yeah. I am. Um, they ran out of tape. Speaking of girls that help you figure out you're gay, I just wrote a, a mini ebook. It's like okay. a, it's like a, I was asked to write uh, something about travel for yeah. this uh, travel compilation that's going to be done on uh, ebook on Kindle through this company. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll write about, maybe I'll write about my cruise ship years because I've always wanted to. And how could I do that? And so I decided I would pick songs from that time. Uh-huh. And this is the song, and then this is the story that goes with it. But there's one story where I'm having my first affair with this busboy from Mexico. <laughs> but I was also kind of carrying on with this girl dancer. Uh-huh. And, you know, she knew about the guy, but we were still hanging out and kind of making out. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think she got her heart broken ultimately a little bit. And I feel like there should be a day like, you know, Secretary's Day or kiss a ginger day or yeah. whatever where we all honor those girls that helped gay guys figure it out yeah. and maybe got their heart broken a little maybe they get like a candle yeah a, a ki- well at first i thought you were gonna say there should be a fuck a busboy day yeah which I'd be more behind. Be, yeah it'd be more but, uh, busboy day. but yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 training wheels the training you know, wheels I, can, like I don't that. know what it's called it's the yeah. college try a, a candle and, would be a lovely thing like just something I, exactly yeah. you know Second runner-up type yes, thing like this. Thank you. I get it. I'm yeah. sorry. I know that sucks. Yeah. But that's it's, where we all were. There, we? I knew a girl who went through several gay guys. Oh my god! Because she, she would get so she many just candles. had like a masculine energy, I right. guess, or was you know aggressive in that thing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wonder if that would make it all better. But look how many candles I you know, got this I'm year. Just like, I, I think, would, I think you want one. You'll be, if you're a girl, I think yeah. you want one. She'll, and then I think you want to believe that you. Yeah. Your gaydar got better. She can dress up as that Norwegian Christmas woman <laughs> with all the candles. With all the candles. Yeah. That would be so nice. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. I was... Did you um, follow that show with the Mormon people, the, the women that were married to gay... My husband's I, not gay I just saw clips from it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it either, but I, I liked the commentary around it that sort of, sort of looked at what's going on with the women... Yeah. In this, why? You know, what's the, what's it about for them? Because I think the obvious thing is, why aren't these guys just gay and you know whatever? Yeah. But I think there's a dynamic going on with the women too. Like maybe they, one one person sort of said that, um, especially for Mormons in yeah. a society where they have no control, it's all yeah. um, patriarchal. That marrying a gay guy is one way to sort of rule the house. A little more. A little bit. And, and I'm wondering, and and now this is going to sound terribly unfeminist, but yeah. I wonder if. To a certain degree, these women... Because some people don't have libidos. Yeah. So I wonder if these women are like, sex has never been a big yeah, thing not to that, me. Not, that's I'm not just that not that turned on. Yeah. So I'd rather have somebody that, that I, I can watch Real Housewives with. Exactly. You know? I'm not that... Yeah. So, Everyone has different things. Yeah. So there's that. All right. First period is the movie. Yes. It's available on DVD. How do people find it? You what? can... You can. It's on, on DVD at Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart. Right on. Um, all, all the outlets like that. And it's also on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Vudu, things like wow. that. Wow. How and much work is it to get it on all those places? Or do you go I, to one place and they do it? Well, this one, uh, the distributor did it all for okay, this good. one. Um, good. 
But, uh, yeah, I know some people who've done self-distribution. Yeah. And I don't know. I know to get on we're, – we're Netflix DVD, and I know to get on that, yeah. there is a bit of sort of convincing, hey, right. you know, this is Now, um, how hard was it to get your distributor? Was that um, hard? We ended up getting – we ended up using a sales agent to get the distributor. Okay. We um, had a couple offers, but they were just from gay labels. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, no, but – But um, because yeah. it felt a little more mainstream, we kind of wanted to go outside of that, and we weren't meeting them at the festivals. Yeah. So we used uh, a sales agent to sort of get us some and you found And you found – what's the name of your – A Screen Media is okay. the company. They They – do mainly mainstream films, but they did Cog, yeah. which was the sort of uh, David Sedaris-based one that had... Oh, yeah. Um, Child of God. Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff. Who should be here to pick me up any minute now. Oh, good. In yes. my fantasy. Yeah, me... Oh, the, I love that guy. I, I, I'm more into... Well, I don't know. I, I was going to say, I, I'm probably more into Dax. You know, maybe Dax. a younger Dax. What is the mustached guy? Oh, Dom. Dom. He was super hot. and Actually, I like the guy that got into the whirlpool... With Dom and the other oh, guy. yeah. And I think he's dating a friend of mine. I think. Really? Yeah. He's older, right? He seemed a little... I can't remember. Not, not the Scott Bakula, but the, oh, the yeah, other yeah. one. But okay. even Dom's a little older. Okay. He's probably mid to late 40s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I like kiss, that show. I could kiss a mustache like that. I Certainly. like that show. I'm bummed that it's not going to yeah. be coming I back. Wish it were, um, I wish it were allowed to have more fun with itself. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason is, I all my gay friends... Are more fun than that, right? Funnier, wilder, clever, and and maybe I'm just very lucky to have a yeah. lot of gay, cool gay friends like you, Dennis. But Thank I'm you. surrounded by really funny people, so yeah. I was kind of like, well, where's the you know, yeah, J- Jack from Will and Grace was a little over the top. Where's right. somebody that's got Someone some elements? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love me some Jonathan Groff. Who are your other media crushes? Uh, I'm only asking because yeah. I got to no, see no, no. Chris yeah. Messina the other night. You got to see Chris, Chris Messina, Messina, who I love. I, I used to be obsessed with Antonio Sabato Jr., who, right. who you worked with back in the Calentine days. And yeah, I have yeah. a signed... I interviewed him before yeah. Testosterone for Us Weekly when he was doing the Calvin Klein ad. Yeah. And he signed one of those posters for me. And it was in my bathroom for a really long time. And then I took it down. But he spelled my name Denise. <laughs> so Maybe it was, that was flirting. I, maybe he was, was waiting for you to make a move. And you missed out. That's clearly what happened. Um, yeah. There's a guy named Pavel Patel who mm. is this Russian guy, big, beefy, bearded guy, right. who uh, is a naked DJ like he gets naked. But he also does this kind of gorilla drag thing Right on. As is he well. like an online personality? He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's um, I guess he's doing the DJ circuit. And right. whenever a sex club porn store opens, he's always there doing some I love kind it. of strange performance art or something like that. Spreading but, the yeah. word. But he's crazy cute. Okay, yeah. I'll have to look him up. Okay, after Apple, this... Pavel? P-A-V-E-L, okay. P-E-T-E-L. All right. And if you're listening, Pavel, I know. I'd love to meet you. I, um, anyway, I went to the screening of this movie yeah. called Alex in Venice. Yes, yes. By also by screen, screen Media is releasing Alex oh, in Venice. Oh, there you go. See? You're a See? good company. Yeah. You could fuck Chris Messina at the Christmas party. I intend to. Okay, wait, good. Wait, who's Chris Messina? Help. He's the guy on Mindy Project. Okay. The, the one that used to be on, guy. The one that used to be on Mad TV? No. Uh, no. He was on The Newsroom. Okay. Um, he's in a lot of movies. He was in uh, Julia and Julia. He often okay. plays the boyfriend to the main yeah. girl in the movie. He's. Yeah. Did you see Cake with Jennifer Aniston? No. Okay, he's he was in too. that. Anyway, he's yummy. And uh, he directed this movie. So, 
moderating the panel with him after the movie, Jane, yeah. Jane Fonda. Because they worked together on the newsroom. Nice. And it was like Jane Fonda right there. And I'm a huge fan of hers. And she can run a panel. Like uh-huh. it's nobody's business. She didn't make, she's like, somebody asked her a question, goes, you know, tonight's not about me. And Chris, what about when you were shooting in Venice? What was that like? Like, she was on it. Did you hear the 9 to 5 commentary when they released the special DVD? She, um, I think they're probably on phones, you know, Lily's one place, Dolly's the other place. Yeah. But Jane is running it. She's like, Lily, you have a story about that. Dolly, why don't you tell them about writing it on your nails? You know, and so she is all over. She's I'm going to get everything. I'm obsessed with Jane Fonda. Oh, yeah. All right. Final question. Yes. What do you hope folks get out of first period? Um, I love, you know, our, our ideal thing would be to be a kind of cult movie that people get together and sort of word of mouth share with friends. You know, I'd love for college kids to discover it and just to be this kind of crazy right. uh, weakness or guilty pleasure. That's <laughs> kind of like, I, yeah. I was in Girls Will Be Girls. And yeah. every once in a while, somebody will come up and say, you're in that, you know what I mean? Yeah, we watch yeah. it over and over. I love and Girls Will Be Girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and people... Um, it endures in a way that surprises me. Yeah, I would love for I'd love for that to happen for some of the lines to be things that are are yeah. quoted and things like that, and just sort of live on that way, and also inspire uh, more all out comedies in gay cinema. It it feels like there's a lot of romantic comedies. There's a lot of um, sort of com- there's a lot of serial comic works. Yeah, you know, I've seen some great coming of age serial comic works, but ones that are just Full on balls to the wall, balls comedy. to the wall comedy. I feel are rare, and yeah. I'd like to see more of them. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations Thank you on so making much. the movie. It's been really fun talking to you. Yes, you too. Uh, rent the DVD, buy the DVD, whatever. You can't go to a blockbuster anymore. You're gonna yeah, have to buy it. Exactly. You're gonna have to buy it. Do yourself it. a favor and buy you it. Know? Yeah. For the kids getting out of school, what better way to surprise yeah. them? And it's really, really funny. You will enjoy yourself very much. All right. Thank you, Dudley Bean. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Bye. My thanks again to Dudley Bean. Check out First Period. Do whatever you need to to watch that movie because I guarantee you, you will laugh your face off. All right. So this happened. So when I was thinking of a So This Happened, I was trying to think of something eventful or fun that happened, but something really awful happened. And I think I'm just going to tell that story because it feels like the big story of the week. Okay. So I've been having a little trouble sleeping and a little trouble with digestion. So... I saw um, a doctor yesterday, and there was a drug that I had tried called trazodone that wasn't really working, and he told me that I could take more of it, like the dosage that I was taking was pretty low, so maybe try a little more. So I did that last night, and needless to say, it did not go well. I can't, I don't know what it is. I don't react well to pot or drugs or anything. Anyway... So, like, I kind of drift off at one point, finally. I'm really groggy. I'm really dizzy. I go in to go to the bathroom, and I'm standing to urinate, right? And the next thing I remember, I am on the floor with my hands around the toilet bowl, and water is spilling forth from under the toilet and flooding the floor. So there's, like, an inch of water on the floor when I come to, and I don't have my glasses on, so I don't know what's happening. And finally, I kind of come to enough to find the nozzle under the toilet to turn it off. Um, What had happened is somehow I had fainted or passed out and fallen forward and somehow 
dislodged this hose that was under the toilet to cause the flood. And if you look at the setup, I don't know how I did it. And I wasn't conscious for it, so I can't tell you. And so I get all these towels. It takes like six giant towels to sop it up. And it spreads out of the little toilet area into the wooden floor area. It's a whole thing. And I'm already panicked and feeling horrible and all that. So I start cleaning it up with the towel and I realize that there's something on the floor. And then I reach down and it's glass. And then I look at the poster of Rub Down, one of my short films that I have hanging over my toilet, and the glass is shattered. So there's glass all over the floor. I'm barefoot with towels. And somehow I must have fallen into the picture. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It was the weirdest, scariest thing. And now the toilet doesn't work. I have a plumber coming tomorrow. Um, I didn't sleep. I haven't slept since then. I've watched a lot of Amy Schumer. She's really brilliant. I just watched Center Stage. It totally holds up. I watched Edge of Seventeen, which is so fucking great. Anyway, the moral of the story is, I don't know. I don't know if there is one. Um, My housekeeper came today, luckily, and she's been my housekeeper for like 20 years, and she's so lovely and comforting, and she said a prayer for me in Spanish. It was like intense. So I was either going to tell you that story or just like about some movie I saw. I don't even know. But I told you that one. There's no moral to the story. Um... I'm still here. Uh, I didn't... It could have cracked my head open. I could have drowned with the water. A lot of things could have happened. But, um, you know, I'm going to hopefully bounce back. So, there's that. (laughs) I'm sorry that's so crazy, but, um, you know, if I'm going to tell a story called So So This Happened, that's the big thing that happened. Um, on the plus side, yesterday was a good day. Like I got stuff done. I went to yoga. I did a little work that got, I got paid for, um, and went to yoga. So I don't know. It's one day to the next. So anyway, think happy thoughts for me and, um, you know, watch out for the trazodone. I don't fucking know. If you have any tips to, to advice about any of this shit, um, or your experiences, send it to Dennis Anyone Podcast at Gmail or on the Facebook page for Dennis Anyone. All right, thanks a lot. Um, you guys are awesome, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.